Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Caves here on the Believe Podcast Network. Brought to you by Bet Online here in Flower Mound, Texas. A couple of weeks off on vacation, including a trip back to uh, Boise, where I did get a chance to visit with Jeremiah Dickey and Andy Avalos and just get caught up on some different things while Boise State was headed out to Las Vegas for Mountain West Media Days. Why Boise State picked to finish first in the Mountain West division isn't a big surprise, more of a comfortable situation. Uh, why Boise State's defense will have maybe the second biggest chip on their shoulder in the conference after another team in the conference takes uh, the nod. We'll also get into the details about why pouring beer is no big deal and why I don't think the Big 12 is a play for Boise State. But first things first, all the news shifted to Las Vegas. Boise State picked to win the Mountain Division uh, and a possible conference title for the 11th year in a row. Uh, they've been picked to win the Mountain Division every year since they went to this format some eight years ago now. Boise State did get 23 of 25 first place votes in that media poll, so it kind of outpaces Nevada, who didn't quite get as many first place votes. They ended up with 19, but led the way in the Western Division. Today, as I broadcast and tape this, the Mountain West preseason all-conference uh, all team came out. Boise State had four representatives, uh, two of them on the offensive line. That's a good sign with Juku and Stets and Shakir uh, getting the nod on offense. Kanijo, the lone Boise State Bronco, selected on defense. That's pretty light. Um, that can tend to motivate uh, coaches and players, especially since I do believe this will be a defensive-dominated group. And they will use that in terms of nobody this, nobody that, you know, there's no respect. All of those things can start coming into play. And that's a more comfortable position, I think, for coaches to be in. It's a little easier to use that if they even go there. This is a new staff, new direction, new way of motivating kids in a different era. So I only throw that out there because traditionally, historically, it's a better position to be in. At the same time, 
I think it is a little alarming that there isn't enough returning defensive talent that has statistics and respect around the conference to be written up about and thought about. So the media guys, when they do their research, can vote for those particular Boise State football players like Dimitri, for example, but didn't happen. So that's where they're at. Uh, this defense is reloading, and there's a rebuild job, reloading job. You, you can call it anything you want. They need better results on the defensive side of the ball, specifically in the defensive front seven, and then I think it can give what a young defensive backfield needs is a chance to get their sales established. So that was the scene. Uh, the rest of the conference, you know, sort of falling in line uh, with what you would expect in the Mountain Division, Wyoming finishing second. Uh, they got a couple of first-place votes even. Uh, Air Force third, and then Colorado State, Utah State, and New Mexico. A little surprising that Colorado State's made a little move up and Utah State down, but a first-year coach there at Utah State, a second-year coach at Colorado State, and really last year was a bogey. Just, just you know, nobody's going to get too excited about what did or didn't happen in my book. But if you're out there voting on this, it's a comfortable pick to put Boise State there. It's an expectation, and there hasn't been a, a team on in the Mountain Division that has made the kinds of strides that a Nevada has or a San Jose has, and even San Diego State traditionally has been. So it, it's, a, it's the other side of the conference, I think, that needs to pick it up. It wasn't too long ago where it was the western side of the Mountain West Conference. Speaking of them, Nevada, as I mentioned, is uh, on top. Now, they come to Boise on the 2nd of October. It's not being touted, perhaps, as one of the biggest games, but when they bring in Carson Strong, the preseason you know, offensive player of the year, maybe the MVP potential guy in the Mountain West Conference, circle that date. That is a big game. Defending conference champ San Jose State, who I will talk about in a second, uh, they got five first-place votes. They were picked to finish second, incredibly to me. San Diego State, third. A strange situation for the Aztecs. Uh, they are getting their stadium completed, but it will not be done in 2022. So they will be playing in Carson, California, quite a distance from San Diego, where the San Diego Chargers played in a 27,000-seat soccer stadium. So their home field advantage very much up in the air. That will be a strange atmosphere. Uh, after San Diego State was picked to finish uh, third in the conference, it was Fresno State. Uh, Boise State will have to take on Fresno in Fresno on the 6th of November, and Hawaii was picked to finish fifth, uh, followed by UNLV. Let me get back to this chip on your shoulder. And I mentioned that Boise State's defensive staff may have a easier time motivating these kids because there wasn't anybody that was selected to be an all-conference performer outside of Conejo. Uh, there was certainly no MVP candidates. Uh, that is going to Cade Hall from San Jose State, the defensive lineman. But in general, if there's a team that's going to be on fire – to say they have something to prove and they have the talent to go with it, it's San Jose State. 19 starters back from last year's team, including the critical guy, Nick Starkle, the quarterback. They also have the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year last year and preseason Defensive Player of the Year, defensive end Cade Hall, coming back as well. That's a loaded group. And if I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, I don't want to play an angry San Jose State. Uh, they all of a sudden 
have done a hell of a job in gathering some talent in California. They're staying at the top of the food chain, and I got to hand it to them. Uh, there were times where you wondered what the commitment was to sports at, at San Jose State, and, and sort of despite all of that, uh, they have enough talent to really put themselves in a position to, I think, be the best team in the conference again. Arguably, uh, they should be at the top of that list. I, I would say that given that they have all they, they have coming back and, and the rest of it, I, I think Boise State's got all their work cut out for them uh, to beat San Jose State again. It, it's going to be a, a talented team. They've always had talent, but now they've got 19 guys coming back. Very surprising situation to me in San Jose, California. I would also add that I like San Jose State's schedule. Take a look at that. They've, uh, they avoid uh, Boise State, for example, out of the Mountain West Division and have to deal with them. And they get a lot of the better teams in the Western Division at home. Yes, they do have a trip to uh, uh, Nevada on the 6th of November. But uh, be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Let's get back to why some of you are here just looking for more information to bet online. And July is a great month for sports and for betting. Bet online is where you should go to win some money today. Major League Baseball is going into the deeper into the second half of the season, so you can get in on the betting action there. And a lot of you are football bettors, so why don't you go on some of the futures bets and props? You can wager there as well for the MVPs and Super Bowls and playoffs and all that. Bet online has the latest odds, news, information for all your online sports betting needs. Go to the website today or just use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Get to the storyline about what is or isn't interesting about the Big 12 possibly losing a couple of members and what could Boise State's role uh, possibly be in the Big 12. But I just want to mention uh, this. Alan Noble, a longtime Boise State supporter, has passed away at the age of 92. Uh, my relationship with Alan goes you know, back a long way. When I played at Boise State, he was a high uh, a big supporter of the program. And I only mentioned some of this to give you an insight into you know, some of the stories you may not have heard about Alan Noble. He was mentioned by one of the Parkinson brothers, one of the founders of Micron, as a guy who was a great negotiator, somebody who knew what big companies were looking for. And so sometimes he would do some negotiations for Micron. He was an unassuming guy in that if you saw Alan Noble on the sideline at Boise State football games, which was a commonplace thing in the 70s, 80s, and 90s specifically, uh, you'd have seen him with a old-school Boise State hat pushed way up on top of his balding head, and he would have had cowboy boots on and uh, really still played some of the role of a farmer almost, and usually had a smile on his face, always had a plan of action. He was the kind of guy when you looked in his eyes, he kind of... He looked at you, but, you know, he was a cordial guy, but he had a plan. He knew what he wanted to get done, and he did so much. Uh, he had invested in real estate in Las Vegas, 
got involved in a lot of condominiums off the strip before that really exploded and he got in on the ground floor there of course uh, made a fortune with his micron investment and uh, idaho helicopter and and that's where my story with him sort of picks up uh, when larry Pulowski wanted to start a sports talk show in 1985 uh, and he asked me if I would work with him on it. I said, sure. And I said, but first things first, we need a sponsor. I had just finished playing at Boise State like two years earlier. And I said, well, we got to go to Alan Noble. <laughs> Pulowski's like, well, what is Alan Noble going to advertise on a radio sports talk show? And I said, hell, I don't know. Who cares? If he gives us the financial support um, to get us started, then we'll figure something out. And we ended up, Alan, I'll never forget going into his office in downtown Boise. And we go in there. I've got like a 10-page typed up proposal on why he ought to give money to two guys who had no idea what they were doing. And he looked at that proposal. He, he just put it aside. He got out his yellow legal pad and he says, what, what do you got? Don't, don't, I, don't, I don't have time to go through that. What do you got? And I just spit it out. We need... I probably asked him for $300 for three months uh, total, you know, and he said, sure, you know, he's, he's just going to help us. And we advertised one of his businesses, Idaho Helicopter, which is still going today. And I'll never forget uh, that. He was our first sponsor, uh, a tremendous supporter in a lot of different ways. His close friend, John Miller, the former CEO of Boise Cascade. He and Alan Noble were somewhat inseparable for Bronco fans and players and admin people in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I also remember Alan for, at one point, turning to former Boise State wrestling coach Mike Young and telling Mike, okay, uh, if they're going to mess with the wrestling program, which was always a hot topic at Boise State, and Alan was a big supporter of Mike's and big supporter of wrestling, he said, then they're going to have to go through me and you. And when Boise State needed money, they would typically go to Alan Noble. He was first or second guy on the list in the 80s and 90s. And Blaine Meyer would have to go to Alan and say, I need 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever the number is. And Alan started saying, okay, if you guys want dough out of me, you need to go through Mike Young and let Mike bring it to me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Mike Young became the golf coach at Boise State. He also did some wrestling. And he was the intermediary with Alan Noble, and he was a loyal guy that way, and uh, just a tremendous supporter. Loved to watch Boise State win. Uh, I don't ever remember him being that bad when they lost. He did have opinions. He certainly had some pretty strong ones when you got to know him well enough, but he was very optimistic and enthusiastically positive about his interactions with coaches. I recently spoke to former Boise State head football coach Dirk Cutter, who's now retired from the NFL on his latest stint as the offensive coordinator with the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, Dirk is splitting his time between McCall and, and Boise and really looking forward to watching his son play. But you know, Dirk told me that when um, he was back in town maybe four or five months ago that he took his own time and went down to Allen's office to go see him. And uh, yeah, Alan was there and, and he saw Alan and uh, he said that he told Pete that, that Alan was around and so Pete made a trip to see um, Alan Noble as well. And this, this has just got to be in the last year. So I just think that's special and uh, it's just an unbelievable legacy that he's left behind and 
Um, I'm sure Gene Blameyer and some of the coaches may have better stories about perhaps he was a little more heavy-handed. I do recall his involvement in uh, the Greg Smith or Pokey Allen debate, which head football coach should succeed Skip Hall. And both John and Allen were involved in interviewing these guys and flying around to, to interview them and meet them and so forth. And uh, I, I think Allen and John were, were somewhat interested in Greg Smith, the former Idaho uh, assistant football coach who was at the University of Miami at that time. And Dennis Erickson was uh, pushing uh, Greg Smith as well, who never ultimately became a head coach anywhere. Uh, but ultimately, I think Gene, in my opinion, uh, did what he thought was what was the right thing to do, and he thought it was right to hire Pokey and not uh, Greg Smith, who didn't have head coaching experience. And uh, it worked out pretty well for Boise State, uh, Pokey, uh, the legend. But uh, Allen was a um, very private man. He told me in no uncertain terms, you, you won't be talking about that publicly if you ever want to work around here again. <laughs> and uh, I never did mention his support for Greg Smith uh, but I don't know how official or unofficial that was, but a great man. Um, you know, rest in peace, Alan Noble, and to all his family. And I, I'm, there's so many Boise State people that have worked closely with Alan, and we'll see how this all and his legacy at Boise State uh, unfolds. Uh, let, let's move on to another story uh, about what's happening at Boise State, and it has to do with beer. This came out earlier this week, and I was pretty – you know, pretty taken aback by some of it. Then I want to get into the Big 12 situation and whether Boise State could be in play in the Big 12 or not. But first thing uh, on the beer announcement, I thought it was great that it came out by a press release. Um, I've, I've been talking about the State Board of Education's uh, opinions and handling of, of Boise State. And I guess at the end of the day, I always wanted a, a much more openly favorable, positively supportive, bend over backwards, what can we do to help the Boise State football program attitude uh, coming out of the mouth of a state board member. I know it was a pipe dream. I never really got that. Milford Terrell would have been the closest thing we we did have to that. And, you know, the beer issue to me became a religious one. And uh, over the years, the defense that the State Board of Education members would make about any kind of alcohol service around any events uh, was borderline uh, lunatic to me. It's crazy. I just I think it was you to me, you can't tell me why I can go into a grocery store and buy as much beer as I want and walk out and for all they know, start drinking it in that parking lot or turn around and give it to a bunch of 15 year olds than it is to have it sold with an event that IDs you and cards you and cuts you off in the third quarter and has police all over the place and is watching how you're behaving. <laughs> it's just crazy that we have made such a big deal about something that's available at Chuck E. Cheese, for God's sake. So I'm glad that it wasn't that big of a deal, any more so than we would get excited about, oh, there's a new Albertsons opening and they carry beer. Who cares? You can't push your morals on everybody. You got to get over that. And I hope this is a sign of growth in uh, that community. And they put that aside and sort of move on. I do think when it comes to the beer sales at Albertson Stadium that 
the the best revenue may come out of sponsorships and the ability to work with brewers and microbreweries and promoting their products and whatever way that's possible. I hope that's exactly what happens. Let's move on. Let's get on with it. Let's help out the uh, athletic department with as much revenue as you can because you're earning this. This is like any other business out there earning things. This isn't coming out of the state budget. So I think it's a, a great opportunity to to make some dough. I don't know ultimately how much alcohol is going to be consumed. I would think a couple hundred thousand dollars worth, but I think they could even match that per se in sponsorship revenue. I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what happened. All right, lastly, the Big 12 had, uh, I guess, a tremor that went through their conference at the SEC Media Days on Wednesday of this week. Right as Texas A&M was to take the podium, the Houston Chronicle dropped an article about both Texas and Oklahoma reaching out to the SEC to inquire about whether or not they could be admitted into the conference. They even thought it would happen in a couple of weeks, maybe even as early as 2025. Texas is willing to ditch the uh, Longhorn Network and just work with the SEC, which doesn't quite get 50% more media dollars. But now if you added in Texas and Oklahoma, uh, I think you would find that it would be the SEC and really everybody else on some level, and that's the kind of conference they want to create. Uh, they will get the lion's share of the revenue. Uh, the, the bigger question I'm sure that Boise State fans have to consider is, well, will the Big 12 consider expanding into Boise? Uh, would that be on their horizon? Well, first and foremost, we have to understand that these things are done for uh, financial purposes first. Uh, there's a lot of lip service given to a bunch of other crap that doesn't matter. Uh, the bottom line is, how are they going to make the most amount of money? And let's start and finish with that. Now, when the Big 12 asked for proposals, I think Boise State fired over an email and a cover letter and a basic package. They didn't go all out because they thought it was a pipe dream. And they turned out to be true because the Big 12 never expanded. They looked at Houston, Central Florida, Boise State, you know, BYU, anybody else, and said they were told there's not enough value with you guys. And TV networks aren't going to pay us that much more, so we're not going to expand to you. Well, now they're screwed because they are losing two. They've been left again. The Southwest Conference has blown up once before. The Big 12 has lost Texas A&M and Missouri and Nebraska and Colorado. Uh, they've had their challenges. Is, is this the more likely end of the uh, Big 12? I don't think so because they've still got a better TV opportunity. They've got... I think better programs uh, that have money and are supported in Oklahoma State and, and Kansas and basketball, there's, there's plenty of meat on the bone left to expand that conference and bring in some other schools. And I'm sure they'll try to raid Nebraska back out of the Big Ten, which I think will never happen because of the money being too thick in the Big Ten. And they may reach out to Colorado and say, hey, are you tired of going down with the Pac-12? And why don't you come in with us and you can maybe cut a fatter check, which to me makes some sense. I would like to see sort of the, the new Big 8. But in this new frontier we're headed to, some people think we're going to have four super conferences of 16 schools, and that's it. Well, uh, that means the Big 12 may be on the way out, uh, or maybe there's some type of combination of the Pac-12 and Big 12, which would make the most amount of sense to me, because I don't see anybody leaving the Big Ten, the ACC, or certainly not the SEC. Uh, there's too much money in the Big Ten. Uh, the ACC is too remote. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. It's sort of a stretch, really, to get the Pac-12 and the uh, Big 12 involved, but they may have to look at that. That may be the last super conference, and if they can find, you know, there's eight there, 
and 12, they'd, they'd have to do some cutting. They'd have to lose four schools. If I'm going to lose four schools, I may be looking at the Pac-12 and start figuring out, all right, Oregon State, you know, it's been a nice run. Washington State, you've got a very small stadium. You, it's not about success. It's about TV market and, and all this other stuff. And maybe they would whittle it down and, and take in uh, those, you know, take those two out and make, make the, the Big 12 drop a couple. Um, that could happen. Uh, you know, Iowa State, some of these schools could be on the out and uh, be looking for new homes. Um, that, to me, is more likely than anything else. Boise State, they've already been told no once. The TV networks don't see it. Uh, they are certainly reloading right now. Financially, they're nowhere near able to get this done. So there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, I just don't see that Boise State would be at the top of their food chain. I do think the Houstons and Central Floridas, maybe even Cincinnati's, have moved ahead of them. I just don't know if the Big 12 wants to dip their toes into Florida. They may want to just, they could add SMU and Houston and call it good and move on and try to keep their, their TV money going and, and adding into uh, what they've got in the uh, conference already. And I don't want to forget TCU, significant program, great uh, tradition now, and they are well-funded and, and doing quite well. But uh, and having been here, it's a different state. It's Texas, Texas A&M, and then, oh, who else? It's, it's, it's a different place that way. So I don't see Boise State and the Big 12 uh, happening and I'll be surprised if, uh, if it isn't more of a combination of them trying to salvage themselves in some merger uh, with the Pac-12, who has new leadership. All right, got caught up on a lot of the different news on this edition of the Boise State Believe um, Podcast Network and the Kingdom of Pod. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, a couple of weeks off, we'll be back at it each week as camp gets started real quick, and then the uh, Central Florida game is uh, right around the corner. It's all brought to you by Bet Online. Talk to you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.